Extra Choppy. Extra Choppy. We're both dicks. Well, so hi, Michelle. Hello, London. Hello, the Matt. <laughs> How, How are, are you reading your? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very good. I'm excited about this new extra bonus. Extra droppings, we decided to call it. Well, you de- you came up with the name. Yes, but you agreed on it. <laughs> it's a good name. You, it is a good name. And you know what? Every time I hear the word droppings, you know what I think of? You having to clean my dad's car of bird droppings. Yes, that yes. is exactly it. <laughs> Would you like to go out with that scraper and get those droppings off the car? <laughs> oh, oh, I love him. No, I kept thinking your dad droppings. I hadn't heard droppings. Droppings till your dad had said dropped droppings. out of of common use, hadn't it? And then suddenly it was back again. Oh, I can't stop using it. Um, the reason why the reason why we're doing extra droppings, Michelle, is because we were talking last episode. Well, you particularly gave a fantastic episode full of interesting <laughs> facts and lots and lots of swear words from the Exorcist film. And I'd watched a film called a docu series called Cursed Films, and there were so many other cursed films that I wanted to talk about, and that's why we've decided to do a mini episode, uh, extra droppings. I know because to touch I was on just... those things. Too much, too much to talk about. Mm. But I have to just tell you, I got in trouble for that last episode. <gasps> Did your mum get upset? <laughs> Jen, Sorry, I got Jen. in trouble from Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spoke to her and because and, uh, she texted me and I said, oh, mum, did you listen? And not really any response. And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. Cause no, but normally I would get the zipper emoji from mum if, if I'm in big trouble. I'd like to know but, what that emoji is. I think you need to send it to me. I know. I was going I to. Could I could use that. Yeah, no, it's the one with the zipper mouth. No, I've not seen that. Yeah, Jen loves the zip, zipper emoji. And uh, But yeah, so she sent it. No, she didn't send it. But I called her and I said, oh, oh you know mum what did you think and she's like oh well you know she's like you're going to get a lot of letters about that and I said what do you mean from Mrs R Trellis <laughs> North Wales and she said oh you know people are going to think I was a bad mother she's like I never let you kids watch those did I and I said yes mum I thought we watched all of it and she said oh it must have been when I was at bingo <laughs> so it's okay that she leaves her children unattended at home <laughs> to go and play bingo <laughs> And and then she said, and I did my research and they didn't release it on DVD till 2001. And I was like, yeah, but mum, it was a Warner Home movie. (laughs) It was on on Betamax. Had she completely wiped from her memory the fact that you guys had a Betamax recorder? Yeah. VCR or whatever. Well, she said, you know, we didn't have VHS. You didn't get all the good movies on Beta. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is true but anyway she said she liked she liked uh she liked the episode except, except that's for that good bit. did she like her daughter it's using the c dropping the c word like left right and center i guess it was like you know verbatim to what you'd watched on a film well she didn't mind so much but she said oh geordie she's she's good isn't she and i said yeah she's great <laughs> she went oh, well she is the funny one <gasps> thanks jen <laughs> <laughs> i love so- you too <laughs> so yes poor old Jen bless her heart oh I had a note but it's on my phone I re-listened to the the episode um, a couple of times I don't know if you're aware of it Michelle but you called it 
exorcist instead of exorcism. He I gave her the that. exorcist. He'd done an exorcist <laughs> on her. I did hear that once and I was like, oh, bit it's of okay. a typo. It's okay because I think I had consistently said Muriel instead of Muriel the week before that. So, you know, we're learning. We're, we're getting there. We're learning. And sorry about all the babble at the beginning. If you like it, great. If you don't, then that's too bad. Okay. Um, Let's talk about the cursed horror films, though, that I watched on Shudder, the horror horror series streaming. They're not funding us, by the way, but you're welcome to to get in touch and we can do an ad for it. (laughs) So who put you onto this? Chris Campbell. Thank you for bringing him up. Chris, hi. He is a good old friend of mine and strangely there's a connection with you as well, isn't there? Not Just not the fact that we all went to high school in the same town. Well, no, I mean, but I knew Chris back in the day and and then weirdly he was teaching my sister's kids and... Teaching or just taking care of? Well, he was sort of, he was an educator. Does he educate? Well, that's what they call them. You know, you, oh. he's not just a, a, a childminder. You know, they, oh, they do all education bits and pieces. And and yes, and and somehow my sister uh, Facebook friended him and he saw that... We were all she, friends. We were all friends. And, and it was so lovely to catch up with him. And um, When was it? Two years ago nearly Yeah, two now. years ago. Oh, yep. it was so lovely. Yeah, I spoke to him then. One thing you didn't know about Chris was that he had a zine in the 90s, which I think has developed into a blog. I'm not sure, but it's called The Unflinching Eye, if anyone's interested in checking that out. Good name. He's my my go-to for um, science fiction um, and alien alien abduction stories back in the 80s. I remember we shared a lot of those. I was really into a book called Communion, and I think he was too. Whitley Stryber. I think I've got that right. I think that's just come out of my memory, Michelle. I didn't even have to pick up a phone and Google it. (laughs) It's about a man who's been abducted. But that's something we can touch on later on in the series if we can be bothered to continue doing this. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. And because of him, I watched this docuseries, Cursed Horror Films. Uh, It's called Cursed Films, actually. But one thing I did say at the end of last week's episode was, what's more interesting, a cursed horror film a cursed non-horror film, a non-cursed horror film, or a non-cursed non-horror film. Okay, so we've got the cursed horror films, which are classics like The Exorcist, The Omen, The Crow. I'm going to talk about some of those today. You've got your non, your cursed non-horror, and I touched on Three Men and a Baby. Well, yes, you did, and I've got a little few bits to add to well, that's the only bits I've got to add. <laughs> I'm sure there are others, but that's the only one that I'm aware of. And then there's the non-cursed horror, and most people use The Shining as an example of that. That was fine. That went well. That was a good shoot. Everyone had a great time, and I think somebody won an Oscar. Maybe it was Jack Lemon, not Jack Lemon. He's <laughs> Jack <not in> Nicholson. <laughs> something about that yeah there's a sequel i noticed it when i was looking at the television today it's got ewan mcgregor who i don't know how scary he can be but let's find out he's the grown-up little boy in the shining oh called dr sleep it's called dr sleep i'm gonna watch it and i'll report back but meanwhile let me talk to you about cursed horror films right so last week i previously previously i touched on the twilight zone movie or twilight zone the movie as it was called It was a 1983 film tribute to the TV series and an anthology of four episodes directed by Steven Spielberg, 
George Miller, Star Wars. Is that right? No, that's not Star no, Wars. No, that's George Mad Lucas. <laughs> Far out. Oh, my God. I should have taken my pills. George Miller, who was Mad Max. He's the Aussie, isn't he? Joe Dante. What's he done? Nothing. No, career. No, don't say that because you said that about Ben Mendelsohn and that was wrong. And John Landis, um, Animal House, uh, things like oh, that. Oh, okay. Right. Jim Belushi, John Belushi. Which one died? Jim. Yeah, him. Uh, he was in some of his films. Anyway, this is the most devastating of all on-set accidents. Actor Vic Morrow and two child extras aged six and seven were accidentally killed while shooting a scene involving a low-flying helicopter. Morrow's character was rescuing the two children and carrying them through a mocked-up Vietnamese village. Explosions were going off, there were wind machines, and he was wading through water carrying both children when an explosion went off that knocked the chopper to the ground. The rotary blades landed on Morrow and one child slicing them in half. We talked immediately. About, we talked about this I know. last week. Yeah, but I was just touching sad. on it. It's very it was devastating. I know. And uh, and then the other child was crushed to death. And the six people aboard the helicopter were badly injured. All it, this all happened on film, and in front of the children's parents. And it chills me just to think about that. Jesus Isn't that Christ. horrific? Awful. <clears throat> Criminal charges were brought against the film's director, John Landis, and he was found not guilty of involuntary manslaughter, but fined $62,000. Is that it? Yes. As it was illegal for children to work after 8pm, the child extras were scouted from the street and not through a casting director. So there was that there was some, uh, that he was definitely having to answer to that charge as well. You know, a lot of things went wrong. It was a bad bad thing that happened everybody was scarred some people never worked again it was horrific um people fell out over it obviously Spielberg and Landis were mates they're not anymore according to the film so that was that I didn't want to go on about that one too much because it's so devastating but it felt I felt it needed to be mentioned you said you didn't know anything about it I remember it on the news do you know what afterwards I did remember something vaguely but you know like I said before zero memory I don't remember shit I don't remember anything. Do you remember what you ate last night for dinner? That's the that's the test. Yes, I did. have? You had. I had white truffles and. That's right, you fancy bitch. I know. That's because Andreas is super cook, so I was. And very... tangerines. No. <laughs> tangerine. It's a oh. it's a fancy uh, a Piemonte pasta. You can only get it. We were in Italy the other day. Gosh, so. you are living it large, so aren't you? Fucking fancy. The next one I'm going to talk about quickly. Is the Omen? Didn't you yes. love that film? Yes. Now my parents let me watch that. I think because I begged them, and I was about probably about mm, not twelve, around twelve, but not quite. My brother was three years younger, and we had we had to sleep together for a whole week. We were having nightmares. It never <laughs> left me, to be honest with you. That uh, was that was a set plagued by bad luck in the run up to its production, starting in London. This film, so the production was starting in London is how I should have read that. <laughs> this film about an American diplomat played by Gregory Peck who was convinced by a priest at the hospital to swap his stillborn son with that of an orphan without his wife's knowledge. The American family are residing in London and soon mysterious violent deaths occur around the family. Did you see it? Yes, but I don't remember any of this. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. Let's just not bother going there. <laughs> Pretend you didn't. Eventually, Greg, as I like to call him, Gregory Peck... <laughs> That's my favourite Cockney rhyming slang. Get that down your Gregory. <laughs> Get it down your Gregory Peck. Your neck. neck. 
Eventually, Greg cops on his son Damien is the Antichrist and his real mum was a big black Labrador. Actually, I might stand corrected on that. I think she might have been more like a Rottweiler. Are you joking? It gave birth to a baby in the film. It's the A dog gave devil. birth to the yes. baby. What? You see it. Yep. The hell. Oh, you don't see it. You see it in shadows. The beast, you see that in shadows as well. This is all at the beginning of the film. I haven't watched it recently, but like I said, it's burned into my memory. Oh, my God. So here's some of the fun facts. Religious advisor to the film, oh, a religious advisor, they must have had one. Actually, the man who wrote the book was a born-again Christian, I think, and I think this is kind of like a... Um, like a, something to say, look, born again Christianity is really good because this guy is really bad. Uh, the devil. So is. call to action for Christians. Call to act. There you go. Thank you. Religious advisor said, if you make a film about the devil, you invite the devil. Number two, both Gregory Peck and writer David Seltzer's separate planes were struck by lightning en route to filming in London. Later, Peck, this is quite scary, cancelled a flight that crashed and killed everyone on board. It is also claimed that the the it, the plane landed on the road. This is in London, right? Okay. And I think it was in London. Maybe not. I might be wrong. The car on the ground carrying the pilot's family is what the plane crashed into. No. And I couldn't find any information to back that up. That was just a couple of anecdotals. And I don't know if they were killed as well. That's horrific though, right? Oh, God. Number three. The animal handler who insisted, who assisted <laughs> with the balloon... Oh, my God. I'm going to start that again. He insisted that of a balloon scene. No, that's not what I say. It's the animal handler who assisted with the baboon scene, which had actor Lee Remick, who played Damien's mum, absolutely terrified for real. You know why? Because they put a baby baboon in the back seat to get those baboons to go nuts. She was shitting her pants. <laughs> <laughs> so maximum reactions from Lee there. God, this is a little uh, bit anyway. freaking. <laughs> you can tell in the film. Anyway, that guy or the an animal handler was mauled the very next day by either a tiger or a lion. Reports are not quite decided on that. It was basically a big game. Mauled to death. Gone. Oh, Done. my God. Worse than Tiger yep. King. Worse. Yes. Worse. God, don't give that game away. <laughs> Number four, an IRA bomb. Because it was around that time, you know, up until the, the 90s, yeah. there was a lot of IRA bombs that went off. Uh, in Piccadilly, near where producers and director Richard Donner were staying, it destroyed a, re a restaurant that executive producer Mace Donner, Pe Gregory Peck and other members of the cast were booked into that very evening. <gasps> Number five... Gregory Peck's stuntman was badly hurt in the graveyard scene featuring two Rottweilers which wouldn't obey their commands and worked themselves into a frenzy and did some damage to that poor stuntie. I mean, anything could have gone wrong, really. I mean, you're always taking a risk. Yeah, yeah. With, with stunts. And finally, this is the worst one of all, Michelle. Now, brace yourself. Special effects guy... John Richardson and his assistant. In some cases, they say it's his fiance. In others, they say it's his wife. But they worked together. Liz Moore. They went on to their next film, A Bridge Too Far in the Netherlands. While driving, they had a car accident in which Richardson was unhurt, but Liz Moore was sadly decapitated in a scene eerily similar to the famous scene that Richardson had helped to create in The Omen, that of the photographer David Warner's character, who um, had noticed all the shadows in the photographs of people who were about to die, like, 
you know, shadows showing that they were going to die. Then he develops a picture of himself with his head, kind of a line going through his neck and head. And then he gets rammed into a plate glass window by a car and... Or he gets rammed into a building by a car and plate glass comes flat onto a van or something. Oh, my God. And it slices him. Yeah. So it's reported, this could be myth, but it's been reported in many, many places, that it was near a road sign for a Dutch town, the Dutch town of Omen, (gasps) O-M-M-E-N. No. 66.6 kilometres. No. At the time, some said that devil worshippers were responsible for... uh, Cursing a film that mocked their religion. But if you think about it, it was great publicity for the devil. <laughs> and due to the many near misses on planes and IRA bombs, perhaps the devil had actually blessed that film. He wanted it made. He's like, come on, I need to get a, a bit more, give me a bit more uh, exposure. <laughs> the next film I want to talk about. Yeah. Shall I just go straight go, in? Go, Do you go. want to say something? No, no, I was just about to say, you know, devil needs some some. Help, some publicity help. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's had a bad rap over, a bad the, over yeah, the years, over the millennia. Yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist. Did oh, you see that one? Yes, don't remember Carol it. Ann. Don't remember it. No? No. Okay. Sorry, well, don't remember no, it. Most people have heard the tragic story of the film franchise's young star, Heather O'Rourke, the actress who played the little blonde darling in that film, Carol Ann. Cast and crew will assure you that her death was devastating, but nothing to do with the film and its potential curse. 11-year-old Heather, who starred in all three films, passed away suddenly during filming the third Poltergeist film due to an undiagnosed intestinal obstruction, which ruptured and causing the toxic shock that killed her. They thought she had IBS. She was being treated with steroids and all sorts of things, and it turned out that it was just wrong. So it was a very, very tragic, very sad little girl you know that little girl had you know future very bright future and it was devastating to all cast and and crew her screen sister in the first in the first film dominique dunn who appeared um she's the one who said what's happening do you remember no is that not ringing any bells yet no bells what's happening uh she was shockingly murdered by her ex-boyfriend sometime after the first film's release Though these deaths should not be attributed to the film in any way as co-star Zelda Rubenstein, who played medium Tangina Barons, step into the light, Caroline. I can't do her voice. (laughs) Step into the light, Caroline. She stated after Heather's passing, this is a quote, it is a courtesy to put an end to this superstitious crap. So basically everyone's like, fuck off. Shit happens. It happened. Don't think it's just because... Uh, we may or may not have used real skeletons in the first film. No. In the pool scene at the end where the mums, like, they, because they realise, in the film, they realise that this new housing development has been built on uh, an Indian reservation. Oh. No, that's the second film. The first one is they've been built on a on a graveyard, but then the dad suddenly realised, you didn't move the bodies. <gasps> and that's why they've been, you know, uh, taunted They're by trapped these. trapped under the swimming pool. Yeah. They were, these, and like, they all came all these, bubbling up. All these little eighty the kids, like <laughs> swimming around, and they're unhappy. They're making all the all the ghosts very unhappy. Very unhappy. Um, it's the rumor was referring to the art department using real skeletons from India in the scene where the unfinished pool in the family's backyard fills with water, and the bodies from the graveyard developers forgot to move. 
Um, of course, real skeletons were used. <laughs> what, what do you think they would use? The, do you know little what? Plas- little placky uh, ones. Little placky skelly. <laughs> Who makes the? How much time do you think they've got? As one guy said, wake up and smell the budget. They haven't got time to make hundreds and hundreds of uh, skeletons out of plaster or whatever they would make them out of. So they'd go to a medical supply and get them. No, real skeletons have been used in loads no. of films. And before you look too shocked at me, Michelle, my husband's an osteopath. I've got a skeleton in my you house. You do not. I've got, I've got a real skull in my. No, house. you do not. It's plastic. I, it's not plastic. He's got a real one. He got it on. I'm not going to say any names, but he got it through a friend of the family who may or may not have been a doctor. <gasps> um, it's a real one. It looks different to the fake the skeleton that you might see on display in the window or whatever when he does a promotion. That's a fakie. But the real one is quite shocking. It's in a wooden box. I, when we first moved house, I was like, what's this? I slid open the box. I was like, oh, oh my God, hell? I want this out of my house. I want it out of my house. But he insists on keeping it. It's somewhere in this house, but I don't know where. That's terrifying. Do you think you can buy them on eBay? Probably. I mean. Do you want them? <laughs> no, really, no. But you know, I'd, I had to take my dad's ashes illegally popped them in my suitcase oh ashes what did you do with them then well I just uh well took them from Australia popped them in the in my suitcase put them through put it just through didn't tell anyone I had human remains and uh yeah let's hope they don't listen to this podcast Michelle you might get in trouble yeah I mean then just what did you do with them then did you throw them somewhere no I just handed them over to to my family and they they took care of them but did I tell you that I put my hands in ashes recently yes, you did. and you said it, it was, was very shocking you said it was greasy it was a bit greasy and there was a bit lumpy <laughs> there was lumpy. <laughs> you've just brought that memory oh, flooding sorry, back sorry. okay so moving on uh so they did use real skeletons in most films frankenstein the original frankenstein real skeletons. i still i, I still uh, find that hard to believe i can't believe that would House be allowed on Haunted Hill. it's just easier it's probably cheaper and quicker and easier just to use a real one oh. Did you go to that exhibition, that German guy, Bodies, or whatever it was no. called, where he lays bodies out flat or gets, like, homeless people and um, when they're dead and just, you know, puts them on horses and all sorts of things? <laughs> no. It's terrible. It smells funny, that exhibition. I went to that. Wouldn't go now. No. Anyway, during the filming in the original Poltergeist film the, of the clown scene, which is a fucking terrifying scene, in itself, I am scared of clowns, always have been. That is the one scene that I can never watch. You don't remember it, I can no, see by no your idea. eyes. There's a scene where the little boy goes to bed. It's very early on where things are starting to, the shit's going down. And he sees a little clown, his toy in the room, and then he thinks it moves. And then he hears a little jingling <gasps> sound. And eventually the fucking thing comes up from the end of the bed and strangles no. him. His arms get longer. Well, they used a robotic clown for that scene. And unfortunately, at the time, something went wrong. And the little boy was actually being strangled, strangled for real. Oh, yeah. I should have laughed. No, you mustn't that, laugh, you evil no, cow. but what about that poor little kid? He's probably literally got nightmares. Scarred for life. Scarred for life. Yeah. You know, tears of a clown, yeah. all that. Like, awful. Oh. A couple of other actors associated with the film also passed away. There was uh, an indigenous actor called Will Sampson who played an elder in the second film. He passed away two years after filming from kidney failure and it said he requested to visit the set whilst it was empty during filming to perform his own ritual to dispel any bad spirits. Ooh. But I don't think the kidney was anything to do with... No, you know, I think that, that sounds... People who die, they just die. People die. I know, but that sounds just like 
Not even coincidence. It's two years later. That's no, that's Just, a dud. Yeah, come that's on, a dud. Yeah. Actor Julian Beck, who played the baddie Reverend Kane in Poltergeist 2, died of stomach cancer before filming began on the third instalment. As the character was the main antagonist, they replaced the actor and it's said they used a mask of Beck's face to create a stronger resemblance. Now, I've popped that in because it's creepy. Then I did some Wikipediaing <laughs> on this actor. And he had quite an interesting life. He had, uh, I think he had a couple of wives or he was living in a bit of a, he was a bit Crowley-esque. He was living a bit of a swingy kind of, I mean, I shouldn't say too much because obviously it's all wrong that I'm saying, I'm probably saying things that are wrong, but interesting chap, Julian Beck. There you go. Take it where you can get it. We're moving on now to the crow. (laughs) Two electricians had a terrible accident with a cherry picker touching a live wire. This is at the beginning of filming. And one of the men caught fire got second to third degree burns and lost his ears. No! Right no. off. Yep. A hurricane destroyed a back lot. Then the rumours began swirling. Brandon Lee, who's the son of martial arts star Bruce Lee, died while filming a scene where an actor shoots at him. Oh, this is I remember this, but I don't remember. You will. No, they're all the backstory. Well, the barrel of the gun was not checked for obstructions before filming, so the dummy bullet head was still in the chamber. So anything flying out of a gun at that speed is going to kill you, whether it's a real ammo or if it's dummy of head course. or whatever. So Lee was Lee was shot on film, collapsed, didn't get back up again. So he was rushed to hospital where he died. Now, his family and fiancé urged the filmmakers to finish the project which they did so out of love and loss. And they managed to do so with uh, shadowy like uh, shots because it, right. it was a filmy noir kind of thing that was based on a graphic novel anyway. So it was kind of easy to do that. I think I haven't seen the film. I don't know. They believe Brandon Lee died because the studio cut corners and not because of the Lee family curse. Oh. The Lee family curse, you say? What, what is that? Is that? Are I you looking say, I am intrigued. <laughs> Bruce Lee also died of mysterious circumstances while shooting the film Game of Death. <gasps> no. It said his father, so this is Brandon Lee's grandfather we're talking about now, believed the family were under a curse where the firstborn son would be taken before his time. Bruce Lee's older brother had died, so the family would dress Bruce as a girl to keep him safe oh, as a child. Okay, that's going to fuck you that. up, isn't it? Yeah. But he did all right. He did. He turned out okay. He was quite successful. Bruce Lee died off screen after taking a painkiller and never waking up. But some of the rumours include a death blow that was during the filming, what, like, like a, Uma Thurman did to um, what, like, what is Bill it? Donkey in punch Kill Bill. Or? It's like, you know, she's tapping all bits of his body and then <laughs> he's dead. But he doesn't die straight away. He kind of stands there and looks at her for a bit and maybe even goes off, makes a cup of tea. Then about 10 minutes later... Clonk, oh. he's dead. Don't you remember Kill Bill? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, God, Michelle. There's no point watching anything. Is there something else you could be doing with no. your time? Because you're watching all this shit and it's it, not it going It goes in. in, it goes straight out. <laughs> it goes straight out. <laughs> You'd be useless in a pub quiz. <laughs> yep. So anyway, they think that maybe he had he had been administered one of those death blows by the Chinese mafia. That was one of the conspiracies going around. Um, though unexplained, it is true that Bruce Lee had his sweat glands removed, Ooh. which could have contributed to his death if he was fighting an infection. Why on earth? It was reported he'd Why had... Why on earth would... Oh, because he... If you think about pictures of Bruce Lee, he's always covered in sweat. Okay. Because he works yes. hard. He's a but hard little worker. what's wrong with that? Why would you have your sweat glands removed? I don't know. Perhaps he was coerced by the studio. That's, I don't know. That's I weird. don't know. Okay. It was reported he'd had a seizure the day before he died. 
While we love stories of coincidence, Michelle, it gives us the feeling that the world is smaller than it is. That's why we love okay. it. Okay. Let me say that again. <laughs> we love stories of coincidence, Michelle. We do. It gives us the feeling that this that the world is smaller than it is. So that's why I think a lot of these things are down to coincidence. Well, I mean, you are the skeptic, and I I kind of think that maybe there is something to all this. Um, I think that there are obviously some movies that have more like crazy shit going on than others, and. You know, when you are like playing with fire, playing with the devil, maybe you are opening a portal to something else. I know that you don't believe this, but I don't think you can rule it out. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So tell me, um, cursed non-horror film. Yeah, it's book. Three men and a little lady, or whatever it was called. <laughs> little baby. Three men and a baby. Three men and a little oh. baby. Starring. Uh, you must know the third actor now because we shamefully oh, left we him out him last week. We called him the other week. one. Steve. Steve Gutenberg. Oh, Gutenberg. What happened to him? He He hasn't had a career afterwards. Has he been with with, um, poor old Ben (laughs) Mendelsohn? Scraping for a living. (laughs) Winning Oscars secretly in being He's hanging out with Linda Blair. (laughs) (laughs) They never worked again. No, do you know what? I actually think... Oh God! I hope I hope Mr. Gutenberg's oh, all right now, having laughed at his expense. If, imagine if that was actually like a weird curse on him, and we we didn't know. Oh, you shit. have to Google that. No, so what happened so, to him? I don't know. I didn't look him up. But oh, what happened in right, the film then? So, three men and a baby. I actually, don't remember this either. But <laughs> I think from memory, the premise is that. Uh, three men find a baby they have to look after it happy ending you know it's like it's a feel-good um comedy from the 80s so basically i saw an interview with tom Selleck, and he was like old tom Selleck, and i swear he old as in he's an old yeah. man or the old no tom no, no no old he doesn't change that no, much well, is he that big old bushy well moustache. he has still got the bushy mush bushy bushy moustache what's he got michelle <laughs> A mushy bush. bush. Bushy mush. <laughs> got a mushy bush. Um, bushy mush. So he Ew. basically looked a bit like Colonel Sanders. Uh, Mr. KFC. Oh, yes. What now? He looked, he looked oh. a bit. I mean, you know, he just looked. Just look at elderly gent. And. Uh, oh, I haven't seen any pictures of him. I'll have I'll to check, check him out. out. And it was. Oh, I don't know. There's some video. He's maybe. He's talking to some American talk show host. Don't remember who. And uh, he was talking about three men and a baby. And obviously, we talked about this last week. There's a rumor that there were ghostly images that appeared in the film that were unexplainable. So apparently, the rumor was that there was the ghost of a little boy who had died in the house where the film was shot. (gasps) And that he can be seen in the window staring into the room where the Ted Danson character and Ted Danson's character's mum and the baby, Mary, are in, like, this room in one particular scene. Now... Hang on. I'm a bit confused because I thought it was Billy Crystal. What? (laughs) No. No. So we've got got, Tom... I got sidetracked. No, we've got Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg. No, Billy Crystal. You're thinking of, um, thank God he... No, uh... Oh, what is it? Um, when Harry met Sally. When Blazing Harry met Saddles. Sally. Oh. Another 80s. Okay. That's a rom-com. 
no babies in that one. But this one, so it's the Ted Danson character, and he's he plays an actor in the film, and uh, and and in this particular scene, he's there giving this this baby, like just handing over the baby to his mum, and in the background. And I've seen this, I've seen the footage. There's a, a ghostly, ghostly image just peering in through the window. Mm. And so anyway, uh, Tom Selleck is talking about it. And he said, well, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's the rumor that this little boy died in the house. He's like, well, so uh, as you, he said, well, he didn't want to, he's like, I don't want to debunk the mystery here, but uh, we shoot on a sound set. There was no house. So, so there yeah. was no house where this little boy had died because it didn't exist. Uh-huh. And then he said, uh, you know, they like were on this soundstage and, uh, and he said, and, and basically it's a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson, of which Danson. they used. And when you look at it, you can kind of see, you can kind of see that it's, it's him in like this weird little, yeah, it's in like a little top hat. He's yeah. in like his little top and tails and he's. It's, Somebody lost their job I for that, Michelle. Who left Mr. Danson's cutout on exactly. set? I Who was it? Think it was a jo- You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> I think it could have been just a jolly jape that somebody popped it in the window as a little <laughs> a little joke. But yeah, it's bullshit. There's no haunting. It's I know. Oh. Sorry. Did you find any other non-horror films that were haunted no, or cursed? No, it just doesn't really exist. Isn't that funny how only the haunted, uh, only the horror films are haunted, but not, not all, all of, them. of them. Like you said, Jack, Jack in The Shining, which is fucking mm-hmm. scary. The brilliant oh. Jack Lemon <laughs> and his younger brother, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> his body double. Oh, he's wonderful. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wonder if there was anything that just maybe hasn't come to light. But yes, it's not, it hasn't gone down in history as being one of those cursed films. Deep dive. We need to do a deep dive. Or maybe somebody would like to yeah, let us maybe. know. How could they do that if they wanted to, Michelle? If we got a way of getting in touch? Do you think we could get touch? in touch with Jack? I'd love to. I'd... What? You think Jack Nicholson? <laughs> if anyone's got a got an email for Jack, let us know. Please let Michelle know. She has experience of interviewing famous people because you are actually a journalist. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. So... I've interviewed a few, few famous people. Not Jack, sadly, but... Who have you interviewed? Who's the most inf- famous person oh, you've interviewed? Probably Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she, she loved you, didn't no, she? She, she loved me. you. I asked, I asked her some mean yeah. questions. <laughs> of course she did, because you're a little, I'm a little bitch. bitch. But she did show me pictures of her kids. If I was her, I would not have shown me pictures of her kids after I'd basically implied that she had sex with her brother. But anyway... That's another story. Did yeah, you? It was oh, the time there were all those rumours that she was a little too close to her brother. Right. Well, that she was snogging mm, him on the red carpet yeah, and so, stuff. So, yeah, actually, I, I got a bit in trouble from the PR. Did she, how yeah, did that didn't go, go down? down? <laughs> it didn't go down well. What did she say? Did she say she something to you? horrified. I wish Next I still question. had that recording, actually. But got, that probably went up <laughs> in the fire with everything else I own. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Oh dear. But anyway, yes, sorry to debunk your uh, your non your cursed non horror Well I had heard that that was yeah. a possible answer to what it was, but I just wanted to see if if you'd uncover any other non 
horror no, that was, films. It just doesn't really seem seem to exist. Maybe Chris Campbell might have a have a few ideas for us. Chris, get in touch if you're listening. <laughs> please get in touch. Otherwise, we will hound you because we do have your address. Unlike we Jack know Nicholson. Where you live. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. But yes. So I think yeah, that was really the end of my like pathetic research. Well, we're finished. We're done. This is the first mini droppings. Extra droppings. Mini Extra droppings. droppings. <laughs> Extra droppings. Extra droppings. Extra 